you know, you know, and I know, and they know, they know, and we know, we go all in, you know, and I know, they know, they know, and we know, we go all in. <laughs> you thought we wasn't coming in tonight. What's up? Welcome to the newest edition of What You've Been Missing. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. We are the All Dressed Up Podcast. I just want to make sure my mic is picking up everything tonight. Halitosis. What's up, have streams? What it do, what my it do? guy? What it What's do, going on? What's the word, my guy? Hey, Man. we just... Look, we're coming off a strong special edition with that Enough Said podcast. Shout out to the Enough Said podcast, man, coming through. What's good, Enough Said, man? Shout out to the fellas, man. Shout out to everybody that came through and watched us do that, do our thing with it, too. Oh, man. How was your week? How was your weekend? Man, it was fast, man. It was a blur, man. But, you know, another Sunday in the books. Had a lot of uh, entertaining football today. Mm -hmm. Um, Shit. What's good with you though, man? Really, really uneventful for me, man. Just chilling, spending time with the family. Bro, it's it's December. It's Christmas time right now. Of course. It's crazy. It's the end of 2020, 2022. It's the wrap-up season, man. It's that time of the year where you start reflecting on see how far we've come and where we're about to go and things of that nature, man. 69 episodes in the book, 69, 60 fizzle. I like the sound of that. How do you um, feel, man? 69 episodes later. Who would have thought? The dedication it. is real. Well, look, most importantly, uh, the love is there. The love is there. And look, when it happens, it happens. Y'all already know what's going on. Y'all already know what's coming down the pipes. When we blow up, we're going to bring y'all with us. We're going to keep the door open. We're going to bang it down with our foot and keep the door open when we keep rolling. Shout out to the two people out in the building and everybody that's rolling in. But look, um, where you want to start, man? You want to start with your – you got a rant this week? You got a rant? You know, I'm not even going to say I rant anymore, K-Dizzle. If anything, <laughs> I just give my opinion here there. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think a lot of – Right now, okay. Nah, for real. Like, I'm, I'm in a real good chill mood today. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it was it was a pretty weird football day, so I don't really know how to, how to carry my energy. But if I had to go into a rant, I would say, what's up with uh, – this new hip hop, right? I'm not gonna oh talk about. God. I'm not gonna talk about how I feel about new hip hop in general. But I'm starting to hear a lot of comparisons, right? I'm starting to hear a lot of these crazy reaches. Like this artist is like the new Tupac, and and the comparisons are starting to get a little agitated. It's like <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna hate on the younger artists or any of like you know these young guys or women getting it right now because that's all about the art you want to see hip-hop evolve and everything but when i gotta hear like um who was that that i just heard is is closest to the the newest version of tupac it wasn't nba young boy it was one of the other guys and i was just like they gotta stop that just stop that like i don't think we're gonna get any new versions of tupac especially in today's rap game. And I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to say Tupac is like the end-all, be-all artist of all time. Right. But we just got to stop making those comparisons. There are no more Michael Jordans. 
There's no more Tupacs. Let it go. Be the next man. Be the next best thing you can be. And that's and that's my take. Well, the problem is that anytime you have anytime you have greatness personified, right? Mm -hmm. Little baby is nowhere near Pac. That's you know, who they were talking was about. Was it little baby? Yes. Was it little baby? They said Arizona. What's good, Arizona? I don't think he came through for the sports show, Arizona, but it was off the hook last week. Look, man. Anytime you have greatness personified, greatness personified, is there, they have to set a certain level, a certain monarch or or um, um, a, a certain status. You gotta you gotta have something to reach for, like you, you gotta have something to reach for, like Biggie, Jay Z, Nas. You gotta be compared to somebody who's great within their time. Um, the same way we go to everybody from here on out until probably eternity will be compared to Michael Jordan. <laughs> we'll be but you know, but you know, okay, or, or, the I, Michael, I, or Michael Jackson, for that matter, or anybody who was huge like that. So, or I, Prince. I, I won't, I won't continue to like hate on these young guys. Like, I got my own opinions about their music and everything. Like, I be hearing a lot of people really, you know, riding hard for this new music, and that's your thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shit on the little babies of the world because obviously they're very successful, and that's what's up, you know. But yeah. I do have to stop. I do gotta throw the flag on the play. When they're saying he's the new pop, like I don't even want to hear that debate. Don't let's not start doing this, man. You're taking some serious offense to that. Yeah, I gotta draw the line somewhere. So that's my take this week. If you're coming in late, it's okay because we got we crept in on you guys about ten hours. <laughs> you know how we do it. We're live each and every Sunday. My man K does it. Go ahead and tell us what's on your mind and kick the show off. Oh man, um, you know what? I think it feels like every other month. There is, this is my rant. It feels like every other month we come up with a new name for something that we've been doing or that's been happening forever, right? Okay. Uh, uh, prime example, simps, uh, <laughs> high value women or high value men. Um, now toxic, you know, um, but the now the new one is, I think it's, it's the new one I've heard is situationship, right? situationship basically what they're saying is you got two platonic friends right they're they're in a relationship but they're not having sex with each other okay as i chat straight i still see a little uh invalid link thing showing yeah it's straight uh you probably still seeing that because um i came in a red <laughs> yeah red pill energy red you know, pill you energy. know by by the prescript by the prescription bro situationships man what I, you I talking about? Okay. So what you talking on, about? Man. Let me let me. I don't even want to. Situationships. Yeah, situation meaning right. Um. Well, this ain't this ain't it. It's saying a a, a romantic or sexual well a romantic or sexual relationship that is not considered to be formal or established. Maybe I had that backward. A commit. Okay, it's basically a commitment free relationship. You know, is that what you're? If that's what you're looking for in the moment, it can give you a chance to enjoy the benefits of the relationship without expending too much in total, too much emotional energy. So basically, you're in a relationship, but you're not putting, you're not putting, um, you're not boyfriend, you're not boyfriend or girlfriend, you're not seeing anybody. But yeah, sex, sex is involved, situationships. So basically, you, 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 it's male and female, or whatever the whatever the couple is. You gotta be PC, whatever the couple is. You know, you have intimacy, but you're not committed. 
you know, committed to a title. So what you're saying is this is the old fashioned, you know, we're we're messing Um, with each other, but we don't got a label type. This is, this is Bobby. This is, I'm taking it to Bobby Brown's uh, (laughs) humping around type, you know, situation or, you know, we can even take it further back to, you know, naughty by nature with OPP. I mean, it's, it's, we're just putting labels on something that, you know, putting labels on being single. Time out. You're telling me OPP was about, other people's women, other people's property. I never mm-hmm. associated that to being a bunch of girls. No, no. I, no. I was a kid back then, so maybe I was wrong. Maybe you just taught me something. Situationship. You, you know, you, um, you just having relations. You out there being single with with no ties. You know, other than the soul tie. But we we ain't going that route. But that's <laughs> what it is. But now you know we making it a big deal. Of, you know, calling it a situationship. Just. Let it be what it is, man. Just live your life and let it do what it do. We ain't got to put a label on it. We ain't got to make everything a label. Just Jesus Christo. That's all I'm saying. We need to stop put, trying to put labels on everything and define everything. Let's just let things be and just let let it happen the way it's supposed to instead of just trying to say, you know, I want to call it this. No, no. That's my, you know, now, now when you say that's my friend, it has a completely different meaning to it. Completely different meaning. You can't call nobody your friend anymore. You got to call. You got to be. That's my situation. That's that's my associate. I say thing. You know, that's the homie. You know, that's you know, that's my friend. I don't and like. Somebody I don't gonna like, take it. Take it however they want to take it. That point. I don't like this new term, sneaky link. I think that's just sneaky link. I think that's sneaky link. That's a horrible term. That's Stop sneaking around and link and get your ass together. Get your shit together, man. <laughs> we, a pro, right. we a pro healthy relationship podcast, man. Sneaky, sneaky link. <laughs> so when you're with somebody and nobody knows, who cares? That's the same difference. Same difference. But look, let's 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 dive into your your uh win, lose, or draw team sports today. So look, man. Um, really quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Kate Denzel. I'm exhausted. You know, today, if you spent any time watching the NFL, I don't care who you like. It was an exhausting day for I think every team that's out there. Who had a who had a phenomenal day with no real injuries or stress today besides the Eagles? Just the Eagles. The Eagles did their thing, man. You know, the Titans, the Titans finally let me down. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm always picking against the Titans. I picked the Titans today. Eagles bust that ass, so you know we're not even gonna stay long on that. Garoppolo, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy G. G. Uh, yeah, man, so salute he to you. <laughs> he, he took his Badly. he took his G out the out the league, and he's definitely uh, out for the rest of the year with a broken foot. The 49ers mm-hmm. are down to Purdy, the third stringer, and they're gonna show you what they can do with the run game and defense. Right. But I definitely think the 49ers lost their chances. Uh, Matt Stafford is contusional as usual. He left, and he's out for the rest of the year with a spinal cord contusion. Prayers out to Matt Stafford. He stole the championship, man. You said it. You said it at the beginning. He, I mean, uh, that was God looking out for his time in Detroit. I wish I wish God did the same thing for Barry Sanders, but, I mean, You know, man, Dan Marino, a lot of these guys that didn't have Charles man, Barkley. You know, he's looking out for, he was looking out for Matt Stafford. Pulled him out of the fire. And and took him <laughs> to the promised land, and you know now he ain't got he ain't got much to play for other than some money, and he got all this money, you know. 
what's what season is this for Matt Stafford? Is this 13? Uh, it's, it's over for Stafford. 13, 14? Yeah, it's, it's over for Stafford. You know, we'll see what the Rams want to do, but they definitely got to get their next guy up because it's been a tough year for them. Um, you know, we got to talk about Deshaun Watson makes his appearance. We're not much of a, a sports segment if we don't talk about this guy coming out looking rusty as ever. You can tell he hasn't been in the parlor as of late, but he definitely has some uh, – some protesters out there, they said 10 of his accusers came out, and uh, that game was awful. If you had a chance to watch the Texans and the Browns. I saw a little bit of highlights. The issue is, yeah, we knew he was going to come out rusty, um, but the passes, some of the passes that he did make um, were dimes. But outside of that, I mean, the defense did it all, and I think they still have an opportunity to make some type of run at it once he starts put, putting all the pieces together. So he was quick with the release on the passes that I saw. Uh, and outside of that, he makes a couple plays with his feet, but they were terrible. They didn't score an offensive touchdown. It was, it was awful, man. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, two, two teams that are really getting to me, and one team's in the playoffs, possibly, and three teams, K-Dizzle, since we're talking about it. Fix my glasses. The San Diego Chargers, we talked about them a little bit on the sports uh, special that we did with Enough Said. And I told you, and you were, I think, on my side, actually. And mm-hmm. I told the fellas, don't give me that San Diego Charger bullshit, man. The San Diego no. Chargers don't want to make the playoffs. They don't want to win anything. I don't understand that franchise. They had an opportunity to gain some ground today, lost to the Raiders. That's just disappointing. And then you got you got the Ravens who, who, who find a way to pull out these wins. And they tend to have these good regular season records, and the markets are a spray knee today, mm-hmm. and they're abysmal win. I mean, an NFL wins an NFL win, but over the Broncos, no. no, I don't. Yeah, talk talk about it, Kay. All right, so really quick, because we want to wrap really quick. The Broncos, the issue with the Broncos, and I, I I have yet to understand why the offensive coordinator has not been fired yet, because the Broncos have a top three defense. They've had a but top they're not three, even playing top, top three, three defense. They've no, they've had a top three defense on average. Uh, I think their the amount the points scored against them is like less than twenty. But the problem is, the offense is a bottom five offense every single week. Bottom five. You got one of the most one of the best QBs in the league right now, despite what you say. You got you got two de- decent wide receivers. You had a decent, you had a couple decent running backs. Um, it's just terrible scheming. They look, they look a hot mess from the little stuff that I saw against the Ravens. There's no reason why in that game that they lost, that the Broncos lost. They are terrible. Their offensive coach is still there. I have no, I have it, it, it boggles the mind right now. Maybe the head coach is calling the plays. I don't know. But are they worse than Jaguars? Are they worse than yes? Their defense is top tier, but their offense is because trash. the Jaguars came out today and let Detroit just run them off too. And I'm like, what? What are well, these Detroit's teams? Well, Detroit's actually, have? I think Detroit's a good team that still has no identity yet. Um, they need to get rid of Jared Goff. Uh, but um, mm-hmm. Detroit, Detroit's a good team. Uh, Jacksonville's a young team. Um, your forty, the 49ers, like we talked about, um, are done for the year. I don't care what you say. <laughs> after um, a win, they're done. After a win, they're done. And then um, 
the last team we want to talk about. We're not going to talk about the Eagles. We need the Cowboys to lose tonight. No, talk about them. The Cowboys are losing right now. They're not playing impressive against the Colts. I'm looking at them on the side. Um, And then, and then we talk about the tie. Like, I don't even really know what happened today, man. Like, if you were under a rock today, the Commanders and the Giants played to a tie. The Commanders came out, dominated the game. Uh, they took over the first quarter, and then all of a sudden, you know, the Giants' defense started playing well. And from like the second quarter to the end of the third, the Giants just took over the game. What's up, Shanae? And then the fourth quarter came, and it got shaky for both teams, and they ended up playing to a draw in overtime. So the good thing about this is, real quick, is that the Commanders are going to uh, the bye week. They're going to see some things shake, and then they get the Giants again. But go ahead, bro. I heard – during that game, I heard calls for Carson Wentz because <laughs> your boy was throwing ducks. He was out there throwing ducks after ducks after ducks. Well, he made well, some you know, they matter, but other than that, he didn't well, look good. Y'all Tyler already- Larson, Tyler Larson, the center went down. Quiet as mm-hmm. kept. He got carted off today, and I knew yeah. that was going to be a yeah, big yeah. loss because when we lost him, the offensive line had to compensate for the interior. And you started seeing guys coming off their edge, just untouched, just blasting Heineke. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, bro, like the, I think the play of the game was he didn't fumble the ball when he got sacked at their own one. When the mm-hmm. guy came around unblocked and they punished Heineke, but he held on to the ball. So, I mean, I don't know what the tie does. What do you think, man, before we get off of sports? The only thing the tie did was not allow Philly to clinch the playoff spot this week. That's the only thing it did. I don't think it's. I don't know if it's going to help you in the end because um, you're going to have to win out in the division to make some noise for the most part. Because you guys already lost. Did you lose to Dallas already? Yeah. Yeah, you lost to Dallas. You tied with them. You split one with us. So They're you got one, to win two, out. and one. Yeah, one, one, two, two and one. one. So you got to win out. You have to win out. You got to win out because we're going to beat the Giants twice. We're going to beat them twice. We're going to beat Dallas again. Dallas is not who they say they are because they're struggling against the uh, Colts. Colts are, are, are a decent team, but the only reason they gave us a run is because they came into that with a brand-new coach, <laughs> with a brand-new Jeff Saturday coach. But other than that, man, um, football is here. It's getting tight. Um, and and we, all, we all have a short memory of how Philadelphia is the strongest in December every year, like clockwork. Like clockwork, my guy. So we'll move then, on from and that. And then what happens in January? Hey, in January, look, hey. we're going to sum up the uh, sports segment. K does will keep us rolling, man. Episode 69. Episode 69 in the world and Christmas, man. The first things we do is, um, before we get to talking about um, some of the things I want to talk about, um, let's talk about um, let's talk about y- the year. Um, are you where you, are you where you think you, oh, Jesus, brain fart. Do are you where you, you want it to be by this time of the year? Are you where you thought you would be? Are you where you thought you would be, and are you where you wanted to be? Mm. That's the question. Scary I questions, ask you. man. That's what I could ask, ask you. You know, are coming you in, you to be? coming into my year for 2022, I had the biggest blessing ever with the birth and arrival of my daughter Nova. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was born January 1st. Started off the year with the bang. And ever since then, my life has been totally different for the better, Mm -hmm. you know, very much so for the better. Um, You know, I have a pretty, pretty decent family, I should say now with my baby, Shanae. 
and um, we're doing the thing. And this year really went by, I would say, fast. And I hate to say it like that, because when you say like your year went by fast or something, it tends to sound like you didn't have a great year. But, you know, it was very, very busy, you mm -hmm. know, having having a baby and, and learning her each and every day and learning ourselves and our relationship each and every mm -hmm. day as we grow. It's just it's just made everything interesting. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, I don't I had no idea where I would be going into the end of this year. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I got to say, K. Dizzle, looking back, I'm, I'm happy. Um, I think that we have a lot to build off of going into the next year, speaking of my family and myself. And, um, you know, that's pretty much it. It was, it was exciting and a lot of rolling with the punches, I should say. Yeah. And the second question to that is, what's the biggest change? I know, we, look, this is December, I know. And we'll probably talk about it later on, later on in December. But what's the biggest change you can make for yourself for next year? Mm. You ask me now? Yep. So I've seen a lot of people say that waking up early is part of their success. And mm -hmm. something that I think that might change my life and just to speak on something personal is um, I tend to try to, you know, make the most of my nights and carry business on late into the night and kind of start the day trying to, you know, catch up on some sleep before I get my day started. And I think I'm going to try to change it, uh, create some new habits and try to, you know, get up at that five or maybe six o'clock in the morning mark just so I can start planning my day, meditating you know, exercise and probably, you know, cooking a, a good, healthy meal for the day. And I think that will definitely show some change. I don't think that if I do that, I won't see any results. That's the thing mm -hmm. about that challenge for me. Like, you know, I can challenge myself to a lot of things and not necessarily know if it's going to work out. But I mean, if I start my day at 5, 6 a.m. and get ahead of everything, I think uh, I think that's a great start. So that's that's my change. That's strong. That's a big, and that's a big commitment. That's a huge. Easy to say, right? right? Easy to say. Easy to say. Harder to walk, right? So I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna answer my two questions, right? The first one is, you know, are you where you thought you would be by this time of the year? I'm gonna put that on the ticket so you can think about. It, so people can think about that. Um, that's I a good am, question, Katie. You came with a good question off. The <laughs> am I where I thought I would be? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The bigger, the biggest question I ask: um, Am I right where I'm supposed to be? Absolutely, absolutely. I went through a lot of different changes, right? Look, 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 look. See, now, now you're hitting yourself. I, actually, I went through a lot of different changes. I lost a lot of uh, family this year. Made me think about a lot of different things. I went through some transitions as far as work is concerned. We went through some transitions as far as the podcast is concerned, and the focuses in life are concerned. So. Um, but I, you know, I feel like I'm in a place of, of positioning to where all of those, everything is is falling into place, moving in the right direction. So um, I didn't have, like I said, you know, you had a big change as far as you know, becoming, whirling into it, becoming a father, and I've <laughs> watched that growth as it's as it's matured and over time, um, seeing the effects. It just reminded me of the effects of um, how much that changes. Not only your perception on life, but your decisions on life, and and you you come at it at a different angle, and you understand what's more important, right? And the biggest change um, that I can make moving forward, uh, which I've started to make actually this month, 
um, and what's today? It's four days going now is um, not touching my phone within the first hour of me waking up. Yeah. You know, not touching my phone within the first hour of me waking up. And what that has done, because what it has done is allow me to put a bunch of other things, move a bunch of other things forward into the limelight and, and actually getting some other things done. Because anybody that's watching this right now can say this, can say this unequivocally. And if you don't, you lie to yourself. One of the first things you do is you get up, you pick up your phone, right? You look at it. I got that picture. We'll talk about that picture <laughs> later. Um, you look at it. This guy in this picture. You either, you either you turn your you turn your alarm off, and then you immediately go into the scrolling mechanism that's already winding your bread, looking, brightening your brain, looking at either your text messages, text messages, your notifications, your um, your reels, your stories, or your feeds, and you do all of that before you even get up and go to the bathroom. On average, the average American spends about. 10 minutes before they get out of bed, sitting on their phone, going through their phone. So I've replaced that with doing other things like exercising, um, exercising, going on, going on my computer and knocking something out that I was, you know, doing the night before or writing down notes or what I want to accomplish today or um, writing down plans on some of the things I want to do, get done by this week. So um, and I've been I've been a lot more productive. And I would find a lot more happiness with going to, you know, going to work. Even, you know, the hardest thing is getting out of bed and going to work, right? Because we don't want to go there. Nobody wants, nobody, I don't care how much you love your job. If you can work from home, you will work from home. You will not leave your house, right? Let's be honest yeah, with Absolutely. Myself. Absolutely. So nobody wants to go to work. So I find myself finding more happiness to be able to go to work and do my, do my normal thing and then go home. And I've been more successful because I go in with a more positive attitude. And it's all because I changed my habits on the one hour, one hour pause. Now, what helps me with this too is, which is difficult. I'll, anybody who knows this knows it, knows why it's so helpful. Um, my commute is 30 minutes. So, so I do my wake up time, do my thing. And I leave my phone alone when I get in the car. Thirty minutes, just listen to listen to it for a phone. So that that's what helps one hour. Because I don't tell anybody. I don't recommend anybody doing a whole one hour. You can do twenty minutes to thirty minutes, but you know, take a little bit of rest from your phone. It'll change the way you do a lot of different things. So that's my my quick thing. And in, in, in before we start talking about some of the things I want to talk about um, in this episode sixty nine. Now I put on there for the. The name of this episode is the end of the world or and Christmas is because, yeah, you said you said it sounds like a bad thing. You say time, you know, you know, time is moving fast. No, that's just a thing that old people say, because as we get older, time moves faster because we're so involved in what we're doing on a consistent basis. Uh, and, and it doesn't move the same way that we it did when we were kids. Right. We felt like we had all the time in the world. Now you get older, you feel like, damn, you know. I remember I remember when I used to change your diapers, all that dumb shit. <laughs> right? All that dumb shit. So um I, I see all that say, look, the end of the world meaning meaning um no before I go to Elon Musk, okay? Because I'm gonna talk about him in his in his Neuralink. If you don't know, Elon Musk has um revealed this what's called a Neuralink, where it's an implant in your brain. Mike okay, Smith. before you go down this, this yeah, just yeah. grab a hole. Put your number up, big dog. Put the so number up. No, as you're coming in, even though we started off late, we are live. 
And come on in. Don't be afraid. Text 301-857-1757 and join the conversation. Chat it up with us tonight so you can go ahead and have some fun. But go ahead, man. Talk that crazy well, shit. <laughs> Before I talk that crazy stuff, man, um, do you want to do you want to talk about um, Kanye West in in um, well, well, the you Nazis? know that that I, just, I was I was I was like you know waiting for the hook for this whole for this whole Kanye West situation over the last like you know three or four months it seems like it's been three years like I'm really tired of talking about yeah at this point unfortunately but um I can't rock with them at this point anymore just because I I can't wait for the artistic um you know the artistic what's the word analysis of oh this is what I meant like at this point we have to be candid we got to keep it real you can't say, you know, you like Hitler or there's things about Hitler you like and there be any gray area right now. Like there's too many people that follow you that, that you quote unquote influence because you're one of the largest celebrities in the world. And at this point, you really got to lose that mic, man. Like it's time for you to be quiet and go figure yourself out. And I can't I can't stick with it now with the last uh, crazy, you know, bullshit story that he was reported in with Chris Paul. I mean, imagine Chris Paul and his family. Like you wake up, you wake up one morning and you get a picture oh, coming man. across your phone talking about your husband was with Kim Kardashian. And my stupid ass asked my girl, I said, babe, be honest. If you were Chris Paul's wife, what would you have said? And she was like, you know, depending on the track record and, you know, you obviously loving your husband. She was like, I wouldn't have paid it any attention because mm -hmm. it's foolishness. And that's where I kind of, me personally, I got to draw the line, bro, because there's some type of code, like, damn, like you're trying to destroy so many other people now and bring people with you. Mm -hmm. I can't get, I can't get with it, man. He's too far gone. I think he's just, he's just trying to say more and more outlandish crap just to, just to stay relevant. So. I think, I think the platforms that have put microphones in front of them, I would, I would put a mic in front of them because we need the business, but I think the platforms that are doing it, are obviously, you know, looking to just keep the keep the circus going. I mean, he's on Alex Jones' show with another well well known white supremacist, and all all this hate talk and all this, you know, violence inciting speech that's going on just has to start coming to an end. It's starting to get crazy. Mm. I, I have no words for Kanye West. I have no words. I'm not interested uh, in anything he has to say at this point. Because he's too far gone. I guess he figured he he done pissed off um, the Jewish community. He's gonna keep going. But look, another thing that's that's really coming up in our African American community right now, which is a big thing, is uh, um, Coach Prime. Yeah, Coach I'm glad Prime. you went back to that, even though we love sports, yes. because this is obviously bigger than sports. But go ahead, Kay. So so Coach Prime, you know everybody knows he's been at uh, JSU. Um, you know. <laughs> Blowing done a great job. Up. Done a great job. Blowing that AF. Done a great job. Putting a lot of lot of the focus and limelight onto HBCUs and and talking about the disparities in um, uh, in between the NFL, looking at HBCUs and so forth. And he's done a great job. He's killing it. And he got a job offer to go be coach in uh, Colorado. And now our community, half of it. Is it, I think it's split. Half of them are pissed that he's taking it. Um, they call him Uncle Tom and all this other stuff. And the other half is, other half is ha happy for him. Congratulate him. What What do you think on that, man? 
<clears throat> the toughest thing about the situation is if there are any players that exclusively went to JSU for the relationship to play for Dion. Of course. And obviously you've got a handful of those players. So I do feel for those guys. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you Dion has a certain relationship and he's had communication with those specific people. Mm-hmm. Because if I had to think those are the only people he probably owed an explanation to. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, in my opinion, can kiss my ass. Like what he did, <laughs> he went down Jackson State and did exactly what he said he was going to do. Yeah. And I know that everybody wanted Prime to be there forever, but you knew Prime wasn't going to be there forever. I didn't yeah. think he was going to probably take a job right now. I can't. I can't say that I didn't think he was going to take a job this soon. But I definitely saw him taking a job at a major market, mm-hmm. and and it's like, oh, well, you know, you talk about. HBCU importance and and how how important it is to have people go to those schools and mm-hmm. then you then you up and leave and go to Colorado. Every coach gets gets promoted and moves up, and right. that's exactly what he said. You know, right. you should be happy for him to be able to go. That was a, his first major spotlight of having a head coach opportunity. Right. So not only did Jackson State win. But Dion won because he got to show something that a, a lot of schools wouldn't have gave him the ability to do. Right. And I think everybody wins. I do think it's sad for the players that thought Dion was going to stay. But I, I definitely think Prime is going to be able to put some resources there with the money that they raised to keep it going. And I don't think he's going to be non-existent, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. to still helping that school out. But what's that man supposed to do, not not take a, a better opportunity? Come on, man. Come on. Um, those who are upset are those who are stuck in the stuck. Uh, those that are still in the barrel. <laughs> That's the easiest way I can say. It. Those that are upset are those that are still in the barrel. You want that man to play college ball for the rest of his life. You don't want him to get drafted by the NFL. You don't want him to go on the practice. You want him to stay on the practice squad. <laughs> What'd you say? What'd you say, Kay? Don't want him to get drafted. You don't want you want him to stay on the practice squad rest of his life. You just want him to play a, a ancillary role. The man is doing a great job. You're going to get noticed. You're going to get recruited the same way they recruit high school football students, high school football players. Um, they said a lot of people decommitted to Jackson State. It's well understood and and well you know well understood why because because you had a high profile coach there that was that was going to get looks based on the people he saw. Same reason why people go to Ohio State. It's a high-profile school. Same reason why people go to Alabama. It's a high-profile school. You're not going there just because they're paying or they got a good – if you're a football player, that they got a good uh, my, you know, biomedical engineering program. No. <laughs> no, Slim. You're going there to get – you know, you're going there to play football and, and but, going but there also, to get, be seen. But also, okay, at the end of the day, you want a lot of people – you want diversity in the coaching ranks. Mm-hmm. You know, you want diversity in the culture ranks just to be able to give these players opportunities to be able to play for different types of coaches. Yeah. You know, not every coach is going to work for every player. And it's not always racially, you know, uh, equivocal or yeah. it's not always the race that comes down to it. It's coaching styles and some players like to play for former players. You know what I'm saying? Right. And what Dion did, the Cowboys just scored going into the half. Uh, what Dion said is there was he gave Jackson State the spotlight. Mm hmm. And he showed Jackson State what they can do. Mm-hmm. Deion Sanders didn't play football for them. No, you know, let's talk about what the school did. 
yeah, he's a great coach, but they did that. Right. You know, he was able to show them what they can do when you put some talent down there, you put together a healthy program for these kids. Mm-hmm. And and they can be successful. And that's the that's the overall message. Every every HBCU should take that and run with it because in my opinion, every retiring, you know, um influential player should get an opportunity to come coach down at an HBCU. Mm. Even if they gotta probably pass the torch every three years, because those guys are probably gonna get other coaching opportunities. Mm. And if you can set it up to where, all right, you know, this guy comes in, coaches for two or three, he sets it up to where he can pass it and give the opportunity to the next coach. I think it I think it could be a good idea for everybody. So so my magic question is this. Why does that have to be the springboard? Why does that have to be the springboard for for a black coach? Because you're not going to get the Colorado job without proving yourself at Jackson State. And that's the whole point. And that's what Deion Sanders just did for a lot more than himself and a lot more than Jackson State. So here's my issue with that. You got a lot of successful HBCU programs out there that are that have been ran very well and have good football teams. They're still not getting the opportunities that a Colorado or Oregon or uh, Arkansas or Tennessee, you're not getting that opportunity. So just, you know. So I hope Dion kicks the door open for those coaches. It can't be a Mm one-off. It it has to be, look, this is, this is the blueprint for how we're going to do this. And Mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't want to say that's got to be the springboard, but don't leave your, your, your HBCUs high and dry. Mm-hmm. But just keep a system to where you can keep passing the opportunity. So this is this is where um, this is the other part of it that nobody's talking about, and how this is going to be going to be such a crucial move for HBCUs because of the recruitment process that right. Prime has right. when he goes to Colorado in these bigger schools, right? And he's going to be on a bigger platform. He's going to use the same. He's going to use the same, uh, hey, mom, the up, same mom? recruiting prospects from the same schools that he's looking at, and they're going to want to go exactly to where he is. Now, he's going to pull people out of HBCUs that don't would normally have a look to be on that high-profile high profile, um, game on Saturday that's going to ball out, and it's going to change the actual culture and how HBCUs are going to be looked at and recruited upon. You see what I'm saying? So – even though he moved, he moved to a different team, a higher profile team. The platform that he created is still there, and he's My still going to use. He's still going to use those things to, to help better the community in, in a bigger way. It so, can't be. It can't be all Dion left us. It's got to be Dion left us a strong foundation. Yeah, Dion opened to build off of. Right, and I'm Deion glad. I'm glad. Down. I'm glad that you see it. There's so many that that as well because. Everybody can jump on that man, but God damn, man, let let somebody win. Hey, he it ain't like he need the money, but I mean, if you know five hundred between between five hundred and five mil, yeah, you got to move that. You got to move that. Uh, Nay says the bigger uh, the bigger problem is why don't HBCU have the same opportunities as um, yeah PWI, especially since ninety percent of the talent is African American. That makes no sense to me. That's what it's all about. It makes it makes all the sense in the world. See, college football is pay to play. Um, and the the programs that have the most money are able to spend the most money and woo the biggest talents because they have the platforms. HBCUs, until um, Prime put a spotlight on it, 
didn't have a daggone platform as big as Prime was able to put it up there. Well, the problem, the problem, can out to cut you off. It's like you got you got players that don't go to HBCUs that are growing up right down the street from those HBCUs, mm-hmm. and you're going to the schools like Colorado, mm-hmm. and you're going to the schools like Alabama, and those HBCUs are struggling. But again, you also have to have some type of pride and accountability to want to go to that school and be there for the program and not just be there for prime. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can't just say I'm out of school because of prime. I don't know. Well, they are because they see prime as an opportunity. Same way you see any other big league school as an opportunity. Same way you see any other, you know, Alabama. But but he's probably thinking like, come on, fellas, like you see what you can do. Mm -hmm. Keep it going. Like, like, I don't think him sitting there dancing in the locker room every single year for 20 years is going to be necessary for JSU to be successful. Mm. I think what needs to happen is, you know, there should be more, more payment to these students to go to schools where they can thrive in their own community as opposed to not be able to afford school, not be able to live and make it through their education. You know what I'm saying? In those, in those systems and mm-hmm. drop out after a season. You know, you know how many you know how many athletes unfortunately don't continue their career because they go to these schools and they don't have a plan and they drop out after one bad season. Yeah, of course. Of course. So. But, but I see the big you got a Deion Sanders was an idol that to a lot of black men, of course. So a lot of black men with shoes <laughs> with shoes at school just because <laughs> of him. Um I'm I, the the best way I can describe what has just transpired is this. The same way that four or five of us, uh, four or five or six uh, big ball players came out of PG County area, DMV area, and now everybody recruits from this area, is the same thing that Prime did for HBCUs, right? So everybody in the country, we've had, we got documentary after documentary now, knowing that DMV is a balling is a basketball town. That's if a great. Want to find some? If you want to find some great players. Everybody in the nation knows they need to come and look in this area for some ball players because that's don't go to Montgomery here. County. Don't go to Mo County. You know, it's it's PG DC, Charles, you know, Charles County, some some AA, but mostly the city, uh, and some northern VA, northern VA uh, schools. This is a this is a basketball this is a basketball area. And so um the same way that the same way that, that, that culture began growing and we started getting people out, the same way that uh, prime built is going to build it on the on the national scale. And yes, um, they did go because they had shoes. They did go because most of the kids nowadays don't remember prime shoes. Um, they only buy them now, three hundred bucks a pop. Or, what they do know is, or his music video, or his music. Um, what they do know is, he has a light. He is a Hall of Famer, and I'm going to go with it. They're watching a the Hall of Famer. So, um. Uh, I think he, overall he did the he did the best thing he he did the best thing he could with the time he did in Jackson State, uh, and also he advocated for for college players being being able to um, make money, being make, being able to make money, and it's still a contra- controversial thing right now. But the the loss of uh, have backed up a little bit now they can get you know scholarships and and sponsorships and stuff. So. And hey, side note, side note, real quick, an injection. AJ Brown was talking shit. Yes, he was. 
Yes, he was. Uh, and and that the saga will continue. I know you're watching the highlights. <laughs> I know you're watching the highlights. But look, let's, let's I'm, I'm going to move on to the last thing. We're probably going to spend like five, ten minutes on it because it, it's crazy. A lot of people didn't pay attention to it. Um, I'm going to share my screen really quick so that you guys are aware. Now, if you've been under a rock recently, um, some people have, some people haven't. But Elon Musk. Uh, let me let me get that off of there. Don't dump 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 dump. You know, uh, man behind Tesla, man behind the boring company, and the man behind trying to get free internet to everybody. He had a Neuralink shows a brain implant uh, prototype uh, and robotic surgeon doing during recruiting event. So he was recruiting um, engineers to come work for Neuralink. Basically, what he does, what he does, does is puts a chip in your brain and implants it and it and you can send waves or electrical neurons electrical impulses to control different parts of your body and what he's saying is this kid started allowing people who originally didn't have sight they can regain sight quadriplegics could possibly regain functions over their arms or their limbs uh and so forth and so forth so um he did give um give an example of of this pig where he could send an impulse and he could contract or um, move the move the pig's leg around based on an electrical impulse because he had the neural link in his brain which was crazy so so look not only did he do that right but let me get this pig off my screen not only did he do that and showing this neural link right he also he also they also already had built a machine to implant it into the brain uh, with with a high success rate, they built and designed a machine so they can implant it. Uh, and <laughs> I know it sounds crazy coming out of my mouth right now, but you got to understand where we are in technology right now. It's 2022, and people are working on stuff like this, where you know where quadriplegics could be able to walk again, or People without sight, who have never had sight, can actually regain sight. Um, and we are in the beginning stages of this stuff. We'll talk and, about talk and, about side effects times <laughs> a, a billion. But go ahead. So, so no, no. So let's talk about positives. Let's talk about positives and negatives, right? What are the positives that you see in this in this kind of technology? Yeah, we're well, talking about nearly. Go the ahead. Positives. The positives of. This this whole idea of becoming a cyborg, because that is what this is. You're talking about implanting technology in the human body and yep. and transfusing tech and the human bio biology system. I don't even know mm -hmm. if I'm talking right right now, but you know what I'm trying to say. Um, can it help pedophiles with their urges? Very interesting <laughs> question. But that's the thing, like, obviously the pros to answer your question, Kay, is that if it works, you're talking about being able to, you know, possibly help with a lot of diseases and um, health issues that the human civilization faces. Um, you know, my biggest thing that's scary to me is, you know, once you cross that line, and obviously the line to cross it is going to be used to go in the medical field by getting that whole plant. But if you went this route by saying I didn't plan it for something else, it might not go down the way you plan it to go down. But obviously, because it's going to be used as a health, um, you know, resource and it's going to help people with all their diseases and issues and ailments, 
we might give it a try. But I think it's just the beginning of implanting chips in humans in general or any other species that you can control. And imagine species being controlled by remotes because they have a chip in them. And now you got different, uh, you know, things happening in society where they're controlling different types of like security against us. I just think one thing will lead to another. And um, I can go all day about conspiracies and such, but what do you think about the technology in general before I ask you another question and like get off on a, on a tangent? So, so, um, Sinead says something important. I'm going to read this one. What about the robots that I'm going to be able to apply deadly force in San Francisco? Exactly. Wild, right? Wild. But here is, here is the other question, right? And it's, there's a deeper tangent to it, right? We can have, can I help pedophiles, can I help pedophiles with their urges? My question is, who will get this? Will biotechnical enhancement only be for the wealthy? This opens up an entire, an entire, um, encyclopedia of not only ethical questions not only moral questions but more importantly um privacy questions for the future right so so you see elon musk shows off monkey type with a brain implant instead of a typewriter all that other stuff you can you can move stuff with impulses right in this day and age anything and everything can be hacked right anything and everything can be hacked so when you start moving in this direction, you know, now you have situations where um, neurolinks and things of that nature can be hacked. And now you can have people doing things that they physically are unable to stop themselves from doing. The same way we want to we want to use use it to help pedophiles with their urges. That means we have to tackle the brain in a certain sense to to help create to help curb that craving. But if you can do that on a small scale, imagine everything else that could be possible on a small scale. Like you just said, it's a great point. Everything you you can do, there's another opposite of what can be done. Exactly. Can you use this Neuralink to actually cripple uh, cripple a nation who has them or who mandated in their system and cause them not to eat again and hold them hostage until you get them to do your will? It's just the ideas in the the ideas behind the positives that I can that I can create and the negatives that I can create are mind boggling, right? Because you're creating you're creating more variables. So and whenever you have so variables, variables you can't control. Like you said, if we were to go to war, there's a there's a possibility that the country that we're at war with can hack into those systems. And at the same time, you can you can use this technology to help somebody who's never walked before walk, stand up and almost live a, live a normal life. And at the same, and, the, and then the other thing goes, well, what about those who are mentally deficient, who have issues within their brains and not firing on the right cylinders? Can you, can you find ways to correct that? So it just, it's 2022, right? We're on the verge of electric cars being a normal thing. Um, and then this technology comes around. Now, keep in mind, this could be, this could be. Is it know, inevitable? 20, Is it inevitable? inevitable right it, it's going to be 20 it? years away but even with showing this please go youtube with showing this it doesn't feel like it's 20 years away and it scares me uh a whole hell of a lot more than i'm excited for <laughs> let me let me throw you a curveball and ask you a question yeah because i do a lot of research on 
technology and ancient civilizations and tech and all that good stuff. What do you think is more realistic to happen sooner? Colonization on another planet or what you're speaking of and in, in chip implant? Oh, what we're speaking of right now. Because uh, as we've already seen, we, we we have no way of mastering interplanetary travel right now. So do you do you we think don't have what, the energy well, well Elon Musk has been rumored to you know to be spoken of having trips to Mars and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, he's, already, not, he's already done trips to Mars. He but not to go off on that tangent, what do you what do you think about the odds of like they're already being like you saw animals getting tested? Do you think there are people, you know, behind closed doors working with the government getting these implants now? By all means. By all by all means. By all means this technology is it's being used in, in other ways in the train and do other things. Um I just the fact that it is coming out in the open and we're so close to it and within our time, I didn't think I'd see it in my time. In in my time. I was hoping to be dead and gone before Skynet came. <laughs> before you know, before robots kill us, but let alone here here we are. And the funny thing is, you know, we're in the automotive industry, so I see a lot of people buying electric cars. And the first questions they ask is, Well, um, how long do you how how long do you think um I should keep this car? How long do you think I'm gonna need this car? I said, Well, with the way the technology is moving, we can have a completely different set of vehicles within the next five to seven years. Absolutely. And, I, and I, there's no way for me to tell you what makes sense and what doesn't. Your technology at that point could be obsolete. But we're at an interesting kind of, time. We're at a very interesting chat, you know, turn of events right now. Going especially, into- especially with the um, like the older people who are still alive now. The amount of technology that they grew up with was vastly different from the technology that we're talking about now that our kids are growing up with. So just to see how in my 36 years of being here, there's been a lot of a lot of change. Bro, they didn't have color TVs hitting the 50s, my guy. So, so, so you know, it's just it's just one of those things. We just you just gotta look at look at where you are and just say, wow, you know, we're moving it. we're moving at light speed, and we just gotta be mindful of what's coming next. Elon Musk shows off a monkey that can type with a brain implant instead of a typewriter. I'm just look. Chip to the brain. That's coming. It's all coming. You know, you're you gonna have your biblical people say mark of the beast and all that other stuff. I'm I'm not in for that, right? Ooh, why not switch it like that? I'm are not you, in for that. Are you getting a chip? Huh? Am I getting hell no, I ain't getting no chip, bro. This is uh-huh. way deeper than the vaccine. Are you getting no. a chip? No. Hell no. Actually burn, you know, burn my body. Don't put me in the ground. <laughs> K does the DC said, Hell no. No, I don't want that chip. Burn my body, don't put me in the ground. For somebody to have to move me later on because this world is getting too small and you know i just watched in florida how you know they you know white folks uh, paved over black cemeteries yeah. <laughs> you know you know black cemeteries in a day so they can make money and said they were moving them but uh it makes no sense for, for anybody going to ground now because uh, you know ashes to ashes dust to dust we all gonna come from the same ain't no reason for me to don't pay extra for a box <laughs> just, just keep me in your memory. That's it. It's some, scary, it's, it's some scary times, man. Scary look, times. But we own only thing we have is today and hopefully tomorrow. Uh we just know what's coming. That's why we gotta we gotta always take the time we did like now is reflect and look back where we came, uh how we changed and how we can make better changes for the future. 
2023. I'm just blessed to be here. A lot of people didn't make it in the past past two years and not going to see 2023, especially with everything that we went through. Um, so just be thankful, stay prayed up, and just be glad we got our right minds and we don't have no chips in our hands yet. Uh, Coach Prime is getting paid, right? The Eagles are top-tier football. Uh, the Commanders get a week off to figure out what they're going to do with the Jazz next week. And we get to love we get to love on each love on one another one more day, right? All I'm all I'm saying is don't give me don't give me the bullshit chip. Give me the high processing chip. I don't want the the cricket chip. Don't get, I, don't get, I don't I don't want the T Mobile. Nah, I don't want those chips. <laughs> I, I don't want that. I want the real deal chip, uh, the Tesla chip. But nah, in all seriousness though, um, before we go, I saw a video. I wanted to ask you your opinion. Go ahead. Wait a minute, shout out to M Stu, because this is this is that other ethical question too. The wealthy will definitely have better upgrades. Okay. No, no you know, question. dystopia world, they will have better upgrades. That's what Go I was ahead. just talking about. Don't give me the bullshit yeah. shit. Don't give me the welfare shit. I don't want that. But um anyway, um, so you know, with me with me now being a father and and just being more cognizant to my environment, and also because social media just keeps pumping. Um, you know, different, I guess, videos of different things that occur out here now. And you made a very good point, Kate Dizzle, talking about when you wake up, like what you take in on your phone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have to remember to protect our energy. Mm -hmm. And you said, what do I want to do, you know, this year coming up? I really want to learn how to do a better job in protecting my energy because mm -hmm. I realized that when I don't allow outside things to bring me down, per se, you know, I can have better days, be more, be more successful. So the whole, the whole point of what I'm talking about is I saw a video and it was a barbershop mm -hmm. and it was a guy in a, in a barber chair. It looked very similar to any barbershop uh, setting that you know of. I've seen that. I've seen and, that. And it's a very, uh, you know, certain places are supposed to be sanctified, per se. Right. Like there's right. certain places where you should be allowed to go and, you know, maybe I should say that your hair down unnecessarily look over your shoulder as much because it's a community place, right? Barbershops mm -hmm. are places where we can go talk about our problems, share information, talk about businesses, promote, network, politics, get your hair cut, and then go back to you know home to your family. Right. But but anyway, this video that went viral is of a barbershop, not sure where it was. Um looked like it was um, you know, predominantly black barbershop, and there was a barber cutting a dude's hair. And there's a guy that walks in holding a gun and he immediately walks to the barber and shoots the barber. The barber goes down. He goes around the chair, shoots him again. The guy in the barber chair doesn't get shot. He still has the barber um, like smock on or whatever when you get mm -hmm. your hair cut. And he gets up, walks to the door, turns, pulls his gun out. You know, no one knew that he had a gun. Mm -hmm. Pulls his gun out like he really knew how to use it. You know, and pretty much put the the shooter down. So yeah. my whole point is going into 2023 and with all these videos that are becoming desensitizing to some, it scares me because, you know, I got, I got daughters and everything. So it's like, do you, do you carry, do you carry guns now? And I'm not going to open up a deep conversation because we're obviously closing out. We can pick it up probably next week. But at what level do you carry protection now? Because seeing something like that, it's like I got to be able to protect myself and get home to my family. Mm 
just from getting a haircut. And don't get me wrong, it's always been a world to where you can't necessarily walk to the store. You know, right. rest in peace to like Trayvon Martin. But mm-hmm. it's just scary now. Mm-hmm. It's just scary. So it makes me think like, do you do we step up our, our protection or what do we do? What do you do? Um <laughs> the easiest the easiest answer to say is make sure you don't put yourself in any any type of those situations or surround yourself with people that could be in that but some things you don't have any control over um and you know if you feel like if you feel like that's a necessary thing for you to do then that's and then do the necessary thing if you don't feel like that then don't do it but you just now you now you have bigger bigger things on the horizon and you have other things to think about. That's when you start, when you start growing, your circle starts getting smaller. Anybody will tell you, anybody who's had any type of success will tell you that. As you start to grow, your your circle will get smaller, and which means that the people around you are going to either feed you the same energy that you have, or help you know, or or help grow the energy that you have. Right? They're going to give you the same energy or help grow the energy that you need. So that will in turn keep the drama away from you. And you just got to make better decisions on where you spend your time. And, and when you start doing that, you'll see a lot of those things uh, will take care of themselves. Uh, so only only time you ever get caught up is when you go back to the hood when you know you shouldn't go back to the hood. No doubt. That's keep, keep it, you know, keep it a stack. If you stay out, of, you stay away from people that, you know, aren't don't have your best interest at mind or are, are um, you know, are gamblers, <laughs> are, are gamblers in these streets. Then you just don't go. You don't go. Um, you know, we can all share some stories on how we just we missed fate in those situations. So you just got to protect yourself at all times. Keep yourself in the right in the right situations and areas, um, and 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 make the right decisions for you and yourself. So tell them where they can find us, my where they can find you, my guy. Look, man, K Dizzle DC said, protect yourself at all times. So true. Uh, but yeah, your boy Hef Streams is everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram at Hef Streams. Definitely have some original content coming. My man K Dizzle DC, where are you, big bro? Always, always. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, same Monica you see here, same Monica everywhere. But most importantly, you can find us on Facebook or YouTube. We prefer YouTube, ADU Podcast. Look out for new videos. If you have any information you want to send to us or anything you think we should be promoting, send it to the All Dressed Podcast at gmail.com. Lock this number in so to make sure you get your A double scribble on the show. And tell us what we need to hear or tell us what side we're missing when we're talking about what we're talking about. Okay. Uh, but most importantly, make sure if you ain't got your Christmas tree up by now, you need to get it up. I'm, re- I'm retiring our Christmas get tree. Get it up. Get it up. I'm retiring my Christmas tree. You should have put it up after Thanksgiving. I ain't going to hold you. I ain't going to hold you. Mine ain't up yet. But yes, protect your neck. Miss Stu said it best. But yes. not to cut you off, okay? I just wanted to say also. Hit us up if you want to collab, man. And collaborations have been jumping. Um, enough said. Oh, What's the crew it. that we got up with last week? We had a hell of a sports show. We could talk about anything. If we got a fashion show you guys want us to come on, let's do it. If you want to talk sports, we got you. If you want to talk about everyday love and relationships, we could do that as well. But uh, K does it's always fun. Episode 70 next week. And um, go ahead, bro. We'll take us out, man. Love y'all. See y'all next week. Peace out. And you know, you know, and I know.